Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry. My name, no, Carolyn's name, no, with Carolyn Barnett, yes, and Dave Clay. Are you okay this morning? <laughs> we'll have to get that. It's been a while. It's, yes, it, gets, it has it been. It gets bit, a bit disrupted. My memory kind of comes and goes. <laughs> It's a bit mechanistic, but I think we both understand why it's a bit mechanistic. Carolyn, since we have <laughs> last spoken, I have chosen to join the Society, let me get this right, for the Promotion and Preservation of Communism in America. You've chosen to join this. Society for the Promotion and Preservation of Communism in America. S-P-P-C-A. It needs a longer title. <laughs> there needs to be more words than that because you can barely get out the title of it. Well, I had to do it slowly, though. Because <laughs> it's, again, how my braids work. I have it in and I go out. And it goes in. Mm-hmm. So this is um, this is good. Uh, this is interesting news. I don't know if it's good news, but um, I'm curious about your little club now. My club, <laughs> and I do, just and do they charge? <laughs> my little club. That's a bit derogative. <laughs> the meaning. Uh, okay, I'll bite. So um, tell me about your. Most would your... not call it a little club. Most would not call it my club. Well, it's called the National Football League. Oh. I have been slowly, progressively indoctrinated. Commercial after commercial after commercial. And should I have missed it in the commercials, they put it along the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And should I miss it along the sidelines, the message you put on the back of the helmets. Should I miss it on the back of the helmets, the broadcasters have taken, obviously, courses in teaching this notion. Wow. And I don't know that they would call it communism, but it's, it's the closest thing that I could come up with mm. to communism. And you know, I'm serious though. Mm-hmm. I'm almost indoctrinated. I watched the commercial. It was two Sundays in a row. I've watched, it was the altar call commercial. He gets us. And it introduced Jesus within the context of all of this. And at those moments... I just had to go to the altar and I had to kneel down and I had to ask for forgiveness that I've gotten this wrong all along. I'm being, (laughs) you're not going to bite, are you? You're wise not to. (laughs) No, I'm thinking that I remember you talking about this um, back in the fall. I remember we talked about a basketball game, and you mentioned like even the sidelines, and mm. I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting." Yes, yeah, so, so I started paying attention to that, and I did not watch the game last night. Sorry, Bengal fans, but <laughs> they've been working on me for years, mm-hmm. and of course, there's Kansas City fans out there too. But the idea, and they were really happy. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> rejoicing like today. Philadelphia fans who are really happy mm-hmm. and San Francisco fans who really, really feel awful. That was the saddest thing. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the team or the players. It just had to do with the circumstances, one bad thing after the next. But getting back to He Gets Us, do mm-hmm. you know that campaign? I don't know if I'm familiar with that or not. I can't place what you're Jesus. talking about. There are individuals who, yesterday's I think altar call was refugees. Jesus was a refugee and Mary and Joseph and Jesus and that is political. Mm-hmm. And that we should accept the refugees that are coming across the southern border. Which is, again, start doing that talk, Mm -hmm. very obviously political, but they don't do it that way. It's much more subtle. But maybe I took it a bit wrong, but the sermon was just all this communism stuff. Mm -hmm. And with that, then they use Jesus. And it's a little bit of a different angle on it because I'm going to pay attention to anybody who speaks Jesus and I'm going to give it probably a second thought (laughs) we were talking about before we came on the air so to speak with the podcast talking about 
envelopes and boxes and mm -hmm. you know I've learned who to not really get hurt by mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. just put them in a category mm -hmm. I don't hate on them I don't hate them but I just am not open because I've learned if you're right. open it's always twisted right. and they'll always try to get there through mm -hmm. the good sermon and mm -hmm. through the, the emotional moment and, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you find out they want your money or they, they want this or they want that and that's really what it was. He won pledge allegiance to the Society for the Preservation, the Promotion, and the Preservation of Communism in America. Hmm. This is very interesting. I wish I could have saw what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I'm curious about this now. Well, let me take it. <laughs> of course, it's everywhere. <laughs> let me but, take it to the know. Bible and then maybe we'll, as we're apt to do, backfill. Galatians, might want to get your phone open. Oh, excuse me, your Bible open. Uh, the Bible app. Go to, don't Bible go to the King James. Week, go to, which is the version is the better one? Um, Translation. They say ESV is the closest to the original, but I just well, have it on, on. Do you have yeah, that on? I can put it on ESV. I use Does it. Does it sound like King James? Mm hmm. <laughs> go to something that's. It's worded like King James. A bit more yeah. modern translation. I don't know. Whichever your favorite is. Okay. All right. So what is the scripture? Galatians 6, mm -hmm. verse 11. If I can find it. Oh my gosh. 6, 11. Okay. Yeah. You see how, ye see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand, as many as desire to make a fair shoe in the flesh. King James. They constrain you to be circumcised only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that you may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid, that's important, that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. For henceforth, let no man trouble me and chuckle me. He's put up his, his, the wall. He's compartmentalized. From henceforth, from this point, I let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. I know who I am in Christ. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Uh, the epistle of Paul to the church at Galatia uh, 6, 11 through 17. That's what it's about. Hmm. Okay, so in my NIV, it talks about, I like how it's phrased it, those who want to impress people <laughs> by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. So those who want to uh, show off their religiosity, their righteousness, Drink the Kool-Aid, Carolyn. Mm -hmm. It's all good. In the end, it's all what we want. In the end, there's a greater glory. In the end, there is all of this about the sacrifice. In the end, it is about taking care of refugees. In the end, it's about feeding people. In the end, it's all of those great things that Jesus teaches. The problem I have... Is not only the hypocrisy mm -hmm. that I think the Apostle Paul is kind of capturing there, mm -hmm. but they're missing the message, except that they would be so intent on you doing all of it so that they could cash in, so they could look good, mm -hmm. so they could appear to be angels of light, mm -hmm. so that we're going to lead you into the promised land. But the process isn't intention to be communism, which is what communism always comes out, turns out to be. You create this great ideal, right? We're tired of somebody telling us what to do, and those people are probably more obvious than the ones that you're going to get into trouble with, or the ones that have promoted you to that awareness or brought to you in promotion advertisement. Mm -hmm. That awareness 
Oh yeah, the altar call's been made. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to sell out. I'm going to give all that I have to the poor. And then they're going to really not. They're exploiting you. Mm -hmm. They're manipulating you. They're doing it behind closed doors. Sometimes they do it more openly and blatantly. I'm not sure how much gross money, gross as in amount, Mm -hmm. gross probably as in dirty, (laughs) amounts they have collected the NFL. Mm -hmm. And they're telling me and you (laughs) to give everything we have. To the poor. Be satisfied with the little. Now, here's the point, though. I need to say this to make the point. Be it, make it fair. I want to sell out. And I'm being obviously facetious. And I've got an edginess and an angle on it. And I don't know that I want to ask for forgiveness for that. I just want to confess it. But I'm okay with that. I want to be the New Testament church. But if I am the New Testament church, if I don't identify those five friends, and if I don't put that wall around me, Mm -hmm. if I can't say who's on the inside and who's on the outside in some discernible way, Mm -hmm. or if it's not that, then if I sell out to Christ, am I too going to have, as the Apostle Paul put it, from henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, You know, is that marks like identifiers? You know, is it the Holy Spirit? I'm sure he's talking of that in some measure. He's Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. That's the mark. But you you don't get to those marks unless you're willing to go to the cross. But if you go to the cross, you also probably need to expect that not everybody else is going to. And if you let down your guard, if you turn the other cheek, if you put yourself in that vulnerable position, they're going to exploit you. Mm-hmm. They just need my money to promote the NFL. So it's kind of a tap dance of sorts. <laughs> you know, landmines, as the old saying goes. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out the right way to fleece me and then continue to promote this kind of illusion of some sort of New Testament church. And I know that's not communism, but it's communal. And I don't have a problem with the communal dimension. Just do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Let's give it all to God. Let's take care of each other. Let's do everything we have. Give to the poor. Follow after Jesus. But I really have an edginess when I feel like I'm being fleeced. Or when mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being lied to. Or they're not true to the process. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about um, when you mentioned... <laughs> And I don't want to open up a can of worms, but I already have. I got, uh, <laughs> I got hmm, reprimanded. I guess would be the word. One time on Facebook about that very issue and about you know caring and aren't you supposed to be this New Testament church? And I think the words were, um, "You of all people, Carolyn, I'm shocked." <laughs> and I, I just it kind of took me aback a little bit, but. Yes, we want to, or I want to go there in a way. I want to drink the Kool-Aid. I want to be that New Testament church. But at what point are we being fleeced? At what point do I say, well, okay, sure. I love all people. And when you come into this circle, then there's things that are expected of you. Is that wrong? Is that wrong to say that? I mean, that's that's where I got reprimanded at because I put boundaries up and, and said, you know, there's some things here that you need to look at. You need to read the fine print. <laughs> and apparently, I'm not supposed to have any rules or regulations. I don't know. So part of me wants to check it and say, okay, I'll just drink the Kool-Aid. And then another part of me is like, but that's not right. So... What do you do with that? Well, I think that the trap includes... It's of our own creation. Human creation. But I think the trap includes then, even as we try to work our way out of it, starting with the wrong premise. The premise is it's still upon us to figure it out. And should we then attempt to, you get that kind of dialogue. 
And maybe it's, I think it is. I think there's a place and it's worthy of conversation, <laughs> clearly, because we're doing it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it isn't because in the end, we've continued to not recognize the real message or the message of reality. Mm-hmm. And that is, if you're not of the Holy Spirit, if you don't understand the concept, mm-hmm. and I say understand concept not for the sake again of creating something, it's not constructionist. Mm-hmm. It may be breaking it down so that we can then somehow recognize our error and repent, I think, that's the biblical message. Mm-hmm. So we could cooperate more. Mm-hmm. But the real message is, is that it's all crazy. It's got nothing to do with God. Mm-hmm. And it's a waste of time. And I began to realize too, thinking about the words. Capitalists capitalize. Now, do they exploit? I don't know. But who isn't a capitalist? And who isn't an opportunist? Mm-hmm. Or who would say that necessarily opportunism is evil? Who would take something that and say, you walked out of here, you found a five, is there a $500 bill? Yeah. I think, right? On, not anymore these days because they don't print money anymore. They're going to do away with that soon. I believe that to be true. The, the, you'd find a $100 bill on the sidewalk. And you're going to come back and say, here, David, go take care of somebody who's sick. Or, or we're about three blocks from the city mission. Just walk to the city mission and give them the $100. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's you, but it's any of us. And why wouldn't we? Well, you know, because I already give them money through state taxes. I already It's all capitalism, though. Opportunism might be, well, I'll just keep it for myself. But I do think that needs to be, unless it becomes so selfish, and that, that too maybe is the message. It needs to be somewhat salted with some recognition of right versus wrong. It's not legalism, but it's trying to fix all this. But this isn't going to get fixed until Jesus comes. But when Jesus comes, then it will be fixed because it really will be communal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it won't be capitalism. It won't be selling transactional. It won't be so much just opportunistic, although I'm quite thankful for the opportunity to experience salvation, redemption, my soul be saved by the Word of God in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. But beyond that, it's foolishness. Mm. Well, you know, I, <laughs> you mentioned about, capital, about opportunists and capitalists. People will... Um, put down and uh, talk bad about giant companies and I know how much you love Walmart (laughs) they by the way just bought the Denver a large measure of the Denver Broncos oh boy wow okay follow the money right exactly so and, and then I have to flip it I don't have to, but I I choose to see it on the other side as well because I ask myself, if I was in that position and I was the company, you know, um, we've been watching this little series on History Channel, and it's very interesting. It gives a lot of the backstory on these products that are made in America and things that, you know, common... uh, Most of them are like grocery items, but they're... It's pretty interesting, and you get a lot of uh, story behind it. But they're looking to make a buck. And one of the examples that I personally gets on my nerves is Reese's. When you go to the checkout counter, you go to the store, and there's a hundred types of Reese's things there. And that gets on my nerves because I want to say, why do they need another thing? Why do they need another candy bar? Why, you know, why do they have to have 17 different types? And there's some people in um, different industries that do the same thing. Pioneer woman, people like her and like her stuff. Well, now you can get, not only can you get, you know, cookware, which I kind of understand because she's in the kitchen a chef, but self-proclaimed chef. And now you can get like bedding and, and things like that. And I just, I don't understand why it's never enough. But then I go back to asking myself that question. Well, 
if I was the CEO or the CFO of that company, is that not smart business? Is that not like what you do is to stay afloat and to make more money? So before I hate on these companies, sometimes I ask myself, like, would I not be doing the same thing? Not necessarily me personally, but a person, if they were in those shoes, like, is that not the goal to, you know, get bigger, you know, what, as far as the company and you can say, well, what kind of ethics does that company have? But you get what I'm saying. Like, sometimes I want to hate on them, but then I'm like, are they not doing what is Walmart not doing what they think is in their best interest? Of course, that sounds like a, that sounds like something other than just financial. I'm sure it is the money, but that sounds like they want to, they want to take over the world. They <laughs> Everybody uh-huh. wants yeah. to rule the world. Yeah, exactly. So, Galatians 3. <laughs> Verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth. And this would be Paul's presentation of the truth, not of his own personal opinion entirely. Certainly there's some interpretation that he's made of it as it was revealed to him, through him, in him, personality-wise, by way of the Holy Spirit. But it's God's word, and he... Again, unquestionably, he knew God's word far better than me. Right. (laughs) And became one with it as much as he could in the flesh before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus and was converted. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set, set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit, by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Question. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, he therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So, Carolyn, I want to. I am not skilled at, adept enough at, to take things as with the Word of God, not only literally, but I have the impossible task of seeing it objectively unless I look at it through the lens of the Word of God as inspired the Holy Spirit as God would have ordained it as He had spoken it or has spoken and continues to speak it into existence as otherwise then we are to abide in it for it is the clearest picture of who I am and what's gone wrong than anything that I know of, including science. I think that science captures a bit the mind of God because it is all those things I said, but it's still left to human interpretation and we could be wandering in the wilderness for 40 years and God says, oh, well, you can do that if you want. I thought I can get you there in 40 days. Just do what I say. But then again, we're empirical creatures and so that's how we learn to experience. Here's my point, though. I take all of this literally. And if I could do it so without wearing everybody out by repeating some of it, I just want to try to highlight the literal aspects of this and ask you to consider this objectively, which means clear the cachet. Get all the stuff of corruption. Try to, at least. See it through the clarity of the lens of the objectivity. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth... God's word, God's mind, what he's given us. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ, evidence, empirically, hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Come on. If you think Jesus is it, then why would you look at that and see his crucifixion and not see your own? Now, I'm not saying God's intention to kill us any more than I think God intention to kill Jesus. That was not the point. The world killed Jesus, but the world's going to kill us 
or we're going to die to Christ or to God, give up our will, all I mean by that, so that we might be saved. But where does will begin? It's so insidious. It begins the moment you're born. It probably begins before you're born because all of that stuff that your dad and your mom genetically, all that stuff that otherwise, even as you were in your mom, biochemistry affected you. We know about that with meth and methamphetamines and babies who were born. It's just really tragic and it's sad and it's horrible. But it doesn't have to be meth. It can be adrenaline. It can be norepinephrine. It can be all those things of the world that corrupts. This only would I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Now, this only would I learn of you, he's asking, tell me, received ye the Spirit, did you get the Spirit by the works of the law, or did you get it by hearing of faith? Now again, that presupposes that there is some point of origin or beginning. Why would we think it would happen midway through this thing called humanity, after the Old Testament has already established and proven our failing, our incapacity, maybe we get God, but we can't live God. Mm-hmm. You know, the commercial that happened, he gets you, yes, do I get him? It's really the question. And am I willing to follow? And I know the answer is, even as the commercial. He gets us... Yes, I need to feed the poor, or give the poor, feed the hungry, all those. Jesus told me to do that. But I'm not going to do that out of any sort of human, legalistic motive. I'm not going to do that out of any act of persuasion. I'm not going to do that out of great oration, an orator, a preacher. I'm not going to do that because we do such a great job of interpreting Scripture on the podcast Did you get that? We do such a great job. Now I'm going to do that because the Holy Spirit is in me. He's been in me all along. And I take this quite literally. I'm going to ask you this. Did you get the Spirit by the works of the law? No! There's nothing I can do. I can't make it a rule. I can't make it a law. Even if God gave me rules and laws, I can't follow them. Where's it going to be by the hearing of faith? Then, Paul continues, Are you so foolish? Having begotten the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? When did they get the Holy Spirit, Carolyn? Mm -hmm. When Paul told them of Jesus? Did they get the Holy Spirit when when somebody came along and wrote it down? Or when they heard the podcast? Or (laughs) happened by a church? I've heard all those beautiful stories. They're beautiful stories. And they were singing... Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, just as I am. Mm -hmm. And the person falls to their knees on the sidewalk or the road and rushes into the church and they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I get inspired. I want to cry Mm -hmm. because it it is just as profound. There's nothing taken away from Christ. But Christ did not give us the Holy Spirit. Christ revealed unto us the Holy Spirit that God had already given us. But if we start midway, you'll never get to Jesus. Because you're still going to start with corruption. And you're not going to see it literally, objectively, honestly. I would receive that he gets his commercial if it wasn't packaged. Mm-hmm. And maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's not nefarious. Maybe it's not evil. Maybe they just thought, well, this is a great audience. All this wokeism, all this Marxism, all this communism. We just need to tell them about Jesus. But they use political talking points and you've lost me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there. Because you're lecturing me on what I should be. You're telling me hypocritically, not for my glory, even should I claim it, as the Apostle Paul at many points in the epistles declares. It's not for me, although I've got to be careful because I could glory in all this or I could glory even in you. No, it's for the glory of God as manifest by way of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ. But if you start in the middle and you try to clean it up and you try to package it and you try to point, counterpoint, and then there's a place again for apologetics, disputations. We've acknowledged that. But this, if you're going to get hung, it's all vanity. Have ye suffered? I'm going to continue. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? It's vanity. 
It's Ecclesiastes. Paul knew what Solomon wrote. Thus saith the preacher. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain. Why do you have all this going on? It's not going to save you. I'll shut up. No, I'm just considering uh, what you're saying. So if I hear you right, it's more of a revealing of what's already there, believing that versus finding something and then believing in it. Yeah, because finding something, you don't, you can't, there's no way humans could begin to identify any of this were it not for the truth. And that's what he starts with. But what's the truth? And that's what I tried to establish. It's the word of God. But if God doesn't frame it for us, it's going to be your best understanding of right and wrong. It's impossible to disengage the judgment. And I'm not saying we should either, that we should just forget about judgment. That's really as part of my <laughs> revelation over the weekend. And I need to be discerning. Mm-hmm. But I only need to be discerning enough to remind me it's not going to come from them. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not even going to come from me. Uh uh-uh. uh. I can kick it around in my head a bit. The only real discernment is going to be of the Spirit. And hallelujah, thank Jesus for revealing that to me. Thank God for imparting that into me. And it wouldn't be that Jesus doesn't bring us the Holy Spirit. Because he does. Because if Jesus doesn't come, if he doesn't die on a cross, if we don't see it in that dimension, and then accept that, mm-hmm. we're not going to find it. We're going to be caught up in this 40 years and never into the promised land. We're going to kick it around our head. We're going to read the word. We're going to get studied. We'll be the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly where Apostle Paul found it. And I think he was literally saying, mm-hmm. you don't need to go that route. We went that route, but I could get you there in 40 days mm-hmm. or less. I could get you there in a moment mm-hmm. because it's not about anything of you. It's the Holy Spirit that God put in you, which isn't of material construction. He breathed life and Jesus again, life into us because he revealed to us his Holy Spirit. Now, if you begin with that premise, then I'll go with communism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If everybody were saved in that way, I'd be fine with it. But they're not. And so I'm left with this awful slippery slope. I don't want to defend myself, but I don't want to get crucified. Mm -hmm. And I go to churches, they preach that. No, you don't have to. Jesus was there. No, I have to, I think, enter into his suffering. I have to be worthy of taking communion with him. Mm-hmm. And what is communion? If I think myself better than him, that I could take myself off the cross? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. By his stripes, I hear that. It's Isaiah. Mm-hmm. By his stripes. I think it's a preposition, and this is the only place I'll really give the King James a teasing, a hard time. I say it's prepositional, right? Preposition. Mm-hmm. With his stripes. Mm-hmm. But I don't seek out abuse. Mm -hmm. I just know when it comes right down to it, the only thing that I'm going to be able to glory in is to lay down my life for another. Mm -hmm. And should I protest that? It's still going to happen. When I get to be whatever, 75, 85, 90, I'm going to lay down my life. Mm -hmm. Just how am I going to lay it down? Am I going to only do it then? Deathbed salvation, or am I going to do it now? And if I do it now, might I enjoy more of my life? I don't know. The 49ers lost in a miserable way yesterday. It wasn't enjoyable at all. Mm-mm. And then I got really upset with all those commercials. I see that. <laughs> and that's interesting you said that you've been thinking about this because I actually just read this over the weekend sometime and highlighted that verse, verse 5. Where he says, you know, so I ask you again, um, did God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of law or by your believing? So that's kind of interesting that that verse kind of came to me too. So, um, hmm. And let, let me just, I was going to read that, but let me just, that's verse five. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to read that, but let me read in King James. He therefore that ministereth to you the spirit, he's just telling them. I'm not teaching you the law. I'm ministering to you the spirit. What spirit? They may say, well, what spirit? And he's trying to explain to them. It's the Holy Spirit that's in you that saves you. 
I don't save you. Mm -hmm. Not my glory. Not Apollos. Not the law. Not the law. <laughs> Although the law is not bad, he says in other places. Mm -hmm. Because the law does remind us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get out of your head. It's not about you. When we get to that point where we don't want to go to the cross, or as we feel conviction in the moment that we're in that we might have to, that's when you need the law. But the law can't make you go to the cross, but the law can convict you. The Holy Spirit will mm -hmm. convict you. Mm -hmm. Here's a poor person. They're starving to death. They're sleeping on a cold sidewalk. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Have to be out of the Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Because all that other stuff doesn't matter anymore. It goes away. Disappears. But if you don't do that, then you, you really feel all the pain. <laughs> well, I just took my $100 and gave it to the city mission. Do I have to, to feed him or her? <laughs> Go get a job. Mm -hmm. Go get medical attention. Don't be crazy and live under the bridge. I, I, it's, it's just, mm -hmm. it's very difficult. If it were not being led of the Spirit, it would be impossible to exit this life without bearing all those bruises. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what the cross putting that on us. The devil is crucifying you mm -hmm. by taking that good thing that God gave you, which is some degree of discernment, common sense, enough not to sleep on the street. And then looking at somebody and say, well, do I have to always take care of you? Do I have to always fix it for you? That's the bad way. That's not the good way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, even Jesus sent out his disciples to do his work. So, I don't know if that's kind of a crude way of saying we can't save everybody. I mean, literally, even Jesus had his disciples do work for him. Um, that was difficult seeing a kid. And it wasn't a young child, but like maybe 8 to 12, a, a child um and we didn't know that's what it was. But when we walked up on it on the sidewalk in Nicaragua, there was a cardboard box. And it was like, it moved. And I was like, oh, what's that? And it was kind of startling, you know. But it was in the middle of the sidewalk. And that's where, you know, people that can fit in that size box, that's where they live. I mean, that's their bed for the night. Maybe they don't live in there, but that's their bed. And I remember Tim took a picture of it, and I kind of felt like, we were sort of exploiting it, you know, in a way, but but, I, but I'm glad that he did because it helped capture that to remind me. Because we do have to do something with that, lest we just walk by and be like, huh, you know, that's, that's nice, you know, unless you just don't have a heart. But what do I do? Do I save every... Every time they ask me... <laughs> this is confession time. Every time they ask me if I want to... What is it? Round up. You know, you go to the store. Do you want to round up for such and such, such and such? And... Um, Sometimes in my mind, I'm like, you know, I already adopted two kids, so yeah, that's I, I kind of did my part. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible, but you know, sometimes that's how I feel. <laughs> but the only way that would work is if you weren't the only one doing it. Mm -hmm. The only way that 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 understanding that it's not all yours mm -hmm. works, mm -hmm. but generally the people that are preaching by his strikes were healed, are the ones that are collecting under the table, mm -hmm. the money changers in the temple, right. they're the Sadducees and Pharisees, right. they're the corporate community, they're the capitalists, the opportunists, mm -hmm. they're the ones that want to make us all sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. I, I know that that's judgment and that is probably sin. I know it is. It's iniquity and sin even to think that way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time though, I have that edginess and I can't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It's self-righteousness, and, and it's not complimentary, and it's not good. And I don't know when I'm going to be able to lay that down. I think it's a work. It's sort of like that idea, how often do you recognize the cross of Christ? How often do you then confess your humanity and your iniquity? You can't live in it all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just destroys us. And, and that's why God gave us Jesus. And I understand by His stripes we are healed. Mm -hmm. And so I don't say that that's not applicable. I'm just saying that's part one mm -hmm. of the two great commandments. If you don't do part two, you never really get it. Mm -hmm. You're just letting somebody else do it all. Because it's just as important as the first. Yeah. Mm.
But I do think, though, that if somebody offered me, he gets us message in context of this, I really would have an altar call. And, and I know I start out being really s silly, overly facetious, even obnoxious, and, and kind of arrogant, and kind of pushy and poke at it. And I apologize. But I don't know that I apologize in the sense of repenting, because I'm not going to get them to be aware of just how brainwashed they are right. unless somebody makes some dramatic right. deal out of it. Right. But if you want to give me that message, then give me that message in the church. But the mm -hmm. church isn't given that message. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. The hypocrisy is everywhere. Mm -hmm. The capitalism has, the devil has gotten into the synagogue. Mm -hmm. They're Pharisees and Sadducees, which would then be in religious context. But these folks were just a notch below the, re the political leaders, the Tetrachs, Caesar, governors. Mm -hmm. And there's no good in that. They're going to tell you all what you should do, but it's all going to be to their glory, not yours. Mm -hmm. But if we highlight this, if we could get a community of folks, mm -hmm. communal, I'd be a communist. I'd be the first member of the Society for the Promotion and Preservation of Communism in America. If that were to be what communism is. But it's not. Mm -hmm. Communism, we know, as a political ideology, is going to fail simply because it's a political ideology. And it's always going to include, as all political ideology does, exploiting mm -hmm. the people. God doesn't want us exploiting people. He no. doesn't. I'm not going to. I don't want to steal from you. Right. But you're going to speak the truth to, in love to me. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Uh, so we're looking to recruit a therapist. <laughs> and it's really straightforward. The only reason we're doing that, not only simply because of business, because insurance doesn't pay and you can't make a living. Mm -hmm. They pay, but they pay arbitrarily. It's corrupt. Right. You can't go to court. You can't fight them. They get the patients mad at the providers. I mean, this is you don't have to worry about any of this stuff at Covenants. This is all within a professional at the <laughs> Word House. And with that, we're going to tell them up front, yeah, about 30 or 40% you're not going to collect because they're going to lie, cheat, and steal. And unless you got really deep pockets, and even if you do, you're going to spend more money taking them to court and mm -hmm. arguing. Mm -hmm. You can write 50 letters to the insurance commissioner. You can call the corporate office, and should one of them be foolish enough on their side to tell you it's their problem, their fault, you still can't do anything about it. And then they're going to reserve the right to come back around and say, well, you're committing fraud. You're billing for something you said, no, you breached. Oh, we'll show where we breached. Well, and then you have to dig out all the documentation. It's a bit of a myth. But the notion of it is, though, that that's how, unfortunately, the world works. But I'm going to tell whoever we recruit, you're going to lose about 30 or 40% of your income. That's yours. And you're going to work 40% of your time for free. And you should just accept that. And if you can't accept that, then you probably shouldn't work for us. But if you accept that, you'll get 60%. And sometimes they pay you well enough. You can make a little bit of a living doing that in a professional dimension. I'm not going to lie to them, Cindy says, my wife. Just make sure you tell them. I said, Cindy, I'm not a liar. I'm not going to fleece people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's maybe sometimes not the right attitude because people get upset. Even those that you might be trying to help, they get mm -hmm. mad because they don't want to hear the reality of that. But that gets back to your point. Mm -hmm. you got to point it out, tell them the truth. You know, there's still a lot of lying and cheating and still going on, but you can make a conscious effort not to be a participant in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that we recruit somebody who's willing to take on the risk. We might do better. We may we try really hard to get it to 20%, but that's about the best we can get. You know what I call that at Covenants when I'm, <laughs> when I'm the one doing that with the patient. You know what I call it? Poking the bear. Poking the bear. <laughs> Did you see that movie Bear on Cocaine or Cocaine Bear? Something no. about they lost cocaine. One of the smugglers was in a Cessna and the plane went down. The cocaine spread out in some sort of parts of the Rocky Mountain. The bear got a hold of it <laughs> and went on a rampage and got addicted to the cocaine. Had a stash <laughs> and kept going back to it. Oh, my God. And the message, just real simple. Don't poke a bear. 
the bear. But don't poke a bear who's on cocaine. Is that a is that a real? Story? It's a movie coming out. Yeah, I saw is that during my weekend. I mean, is it real? Is it a documentary? Is no. Well, it's it's based on a real story. Yeah, based it's on just a real story. Somewhat embellished. Make it fun. <laughs> That's so bizarre, but I believe it. But I'm curious. But I feel bad for the bear. <laughs> uh, I have a thing. Animals, like you know. Oh, me too. I know you do too. So it makes me kind of. Sad for the bear because I don't want it. Because what happens when that cocaine runs out? Does he just die? What is it? He ends up in Huntington and we put him in a rehab house. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know if you can find one. Can you? Is there any in Huntington? I don't know. But yeah, I tell people that, and I'll and I'll tell them up front. You know, I'm I'm really clear about what's happening. Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to poke the bear. You know, and I, and and but we've established that relationship to where they know, and it's us in Christ. Like, do we not know who's speaking to us? Do we not know the Holy Spirit? Do we not know who's um, convicting us or convincing us, as some people like to say, instead of condemnation, He convinces us of what's right or wrong? Because some people will go to condemnation instead of um, conviction. You know, and God's just mean and well, bad, and, yeah, and that's not it at all. But it is still up the of uh, the Holy Spirit to determine right. what are those two things. I don't think it's ever a punishment. I just think it's a conviction. If right. we punish, we do it out of ourselves, and we do it out right. of that anger right. and that right. threat kind of dimension. Which is not Him. That's not how He operates. Right. That's not in the Galatians five. Mm-hmm. That's the big contrast in all this. The fruit of the Spirit that would be the mark that we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you know, whenever. Whenever and I'll see it sometimes. They'll put their head down. They go down in shame in that moment, and I, immediately I know the Holy Spirit kicks in, and it's like, no, do not go down. Do not look up at me. <laughs> you don't go down in shame because that was not what this is about. That's what the devil wants you to do. Think you're believe the lies. The Holy Spirit's telling you the truth, which is always in love. He therefore that ministry to you the Spirit, truth and love. Mm-hmm. And worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. And I just needed to go back to that again for the the sake of the hearing of faith. Mm -hmm. Because I know faith becomes many things. It is a belief, but it's also an action. It's a conviction, but if you don't put the courage of Mm -hmm. your convictions, it's courage. You have to do it. But the message that we're offering today, it takes faith and courage to do it. And it takes the confidence, not only the Holy Spirit in you, but that God has no intentions, as we've been trying to say, to leave you homeless, to to starve you to death, Mm -hmm. to deny you a break, to to put it all on your shoulders. And in that sense, it is only Christ that could carry it because only Jesus could have had the weight of the world Mm -hmm in that dimension on his shoulders. But at the same time, if we all carry or bear our own cross or accept the cross that we all have to bear as we enter into him, it becomes easier, but the courage still has to be there. Mm -hmm. If you're scared to death, if you're afraid, if you're afraid to invest, if you're afraid to step out, then you really don't have any place in the kingdom of heaven. Faith, courage, hope, and love. You don't get the love except that you start with faith and that alone inspires the hope mm-hmm. that keeps you going until you all of a sudden discover. It's true. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want to kill me. He just doesn't want to destroy me. And then should I die in a physical way? He still doesn't want to kill me. Right. He still doesn't want to punish me. Right. He doesn't want to cast me into hell. He's mm-hmm. not about destroying me. I'm going to be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Not only what little bit of it, foretaste of it I get now, if I can allow this to be the glory of my life, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, God, but in the hereafter. It takes a lot of pressure off you, Atlas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had reason to think about the Titan Atlas and mm-hmm. bearing the weight of the world. And I always thought that was a good thing. Atlas strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's carrying. He's a <laughs> tough man, strong man. No, I read a little, went a little deeper because I'm not really into much Greek mythology. Maybe mm-hmm. I should be, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a curse. It wasn't pleasant for Atlas to carry the weight of all that mm. and to do that physically, but also in allegory, metaphorically, 
Don't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders mm -hmm. psychologically. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And to tag on to that, I just saw a. Mm, I don't know if it was documentary or what exactly it was, but they were talking about um, Atlas and they showed the location of it. And they said that they thought that by researching it, that being placed directly across the street from like a cathedral was <clears throat> the builder's slam against the belief in God that Jesus bore that. And so I thought that was kind of interesting, but that is something I don't know how you can explain it to somebody that doesn't that doesn't believe that that's that that's where our strength that's that's where it comes from that Christ bears all that that people it's, that want to put it on their shoulders you know and or or they think like the martyr like they think they have to bear it but some people you know this is my problem I'll carry my cross but that doesn't mean you have to bear everything or everybody else's burdens. You only have to bear your burden, which is whatever, you know, Christ has laid out. But, yeah, I have met people that but, that have that mixed up, you and, know, and the warped the, sense of responsibility. Our inclination as evangelists would want to save the entirety of those that we speak to mm -hmm. and would persist and persevere mm -hmm. in deliverance of that message. It is not only a word, but it is then actions. Mm -hmm. Right. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. And then it gets to that last verse I read earlier about the Apostle Paul. From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear my body and my body the marks of Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. or Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. But we just have to say, okay, we've done the best we can. Mm -hmm. And we have to realize we can just deliver the word. We can abide in the word. We can testify mm -hmm. out of personal experience, validate the word. Right. But it's not us to convince anybody or even an intellectual exercise. Almost persuaded. Right. I think it was Agrippa mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. Festus or this. I got to go to verse 1, though, in Galatians 6. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such and one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Be ye one another's, or bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, not of works, not out of works, but testimony to the work of not us, but the Holy Spirit in us, and our willingness, if should there be anything of work, it's the choice to lay down our life. Mm -hmm. Not randomly, not spuriously, not even in a calculated way. Well, go on and just die to the world. Of unction of the Holy Spirit are ye called. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not another. It's not somebody else's glory. <laughs> it's the glory of God in you. In himself. Literally so. Not of himself. Not to himself. In himself. Because that's the greatest glory. Is when you know. You've done. What Jesus mm -hmm. has asked you mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word. Communicate unto him that teacheth teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, there shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. But sowing to the Spirit does not mean that necessarily that wasn't there all along or that it changes mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form simply because I've come to an awareness of him being there that 
it changes the complexion trajectory, lest I put that on myself of what salvation is. Mm -hmm. God has had it well in hand from the very whatever. There's no beginning or Mm -hmm. end to Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And we just abide in it. It's us that discover it. It's us that choose to receive as we receive Christ, Mm -hmm. the message And with that, allow Jesus to open our heart or to reveal unto us what is in us. Mm -hmm. Those gifts that God has given us in earthen vessels. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, you're going to be opportunistic. This is the way to do it. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith, courage. Because they're going to be doing the same thing Mm -hmm. you are. But not because you told them to or they told you to. But because the Holy Spirit brings us together, unites us. And that is communal. That's that is the New Testament church. Yeah. Mm. That just feels so good to think about that, you know, how it should be. <laughs> and, and it's more than aspirational. I mean, we could do some of that if we mm-hmm. choose to. Right, right. It's just, <laughs> do we choose to do it? And then do we feel like we're doing it alone? You know, like, are we in a group of people or are we just the Lone Ranger out trying to do it by herself, <laughs> you know, so that's why it's important that we talk to others and be in community and share our thoughts and ideas about this because we were never meant to be like isolated and just do our own thing. So you want to join then the Society for the <laughs> Promotion and Preservation of Communism in America. Yes, after listening to the, to the um, what do you call that? The informational, what is that called on TV when they have the commercial? Infomercials. Device? The infomercial, yeah. yes. After listening to your infomercial, I well, have decided I want to join this. Don't party. join it. But I'm not drinking anything. Unless, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> unless it is of Christ. And then circumcision, uncircumcision, Jew, Gentile, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't matter. Denomination, Baptist, Pentecostal, mm-hmm. uh, Catholic, uh, mm-hmm. Catholicism. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's all flesh. It's all identity. Right. It matters, but it doesn't right. matter. Right. It's all vanity. Because yeah. in the end, <laughs> there's not going to. You mean there's not going to be separate sections like Baptist in heaven? Yeah. What? <laughs> so, Carolyn, how should folks get a hold of you and I if they would want to? Well, you can give us a call at 304-528-9220, or you can email us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can go online to covenantsonline.com, or check out our Facebook page under Covenants. And I want to do a pitch. Okay. Not infomercial. All the podcasts are like, thank God, literally, he's not going to start again. Covenants-continuing-education-programs.org. Tammy Jones is the director of that. It's just what it says. It's it's continuing education. It's actually offering education in specialized pastoral care, at least our best understanding, interpretation of it. Uh, And with that, Christian counseling. And with that, for those whom it might be important to, we can offer continuing education. Some mm-hmm. denominations require that. Some people like that. They like mm-hmm. certificates, just acknowledgments. I, I think that's transactional, but it's all okay mm-hmm. if it helps you to find a reminder. If it's a reminder mm-hmm. of what you've been through, uh, there's really no exchange rate in heaven, though. <laughs> Disclaimer. When it comes to that, right, right. right. Disclaimer, disclosure. It's the fine print. There you go. (laughs) But should they want to find out a little bit more about that, then go there. You might want to because it's the same phone number, Mm -hmm. 304-528-9220. And 
you're collecting the emails until we yes. come up with a better system of that for Tammy and myself. And uh, but I know we can trust you. You will send that on over to of Tammy. Course. Yep, um, absolutely. Tell them how to get a hold of us if mm-hmm. they would want to participate in one of the online educational offerings that we're making available through Covenants Continue Education Programs. So, Carolyn, it's nice to have you back. Thank you. Nice to be back. (laughs) And, of course, that's always the good segue. Want to invite all our podcast listeners to do the same thing. And should you have missed a week or two, we won't forget about you. We'll just forget about Carolyn. Come back and join us again for our next edition of What is Covenant? Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay.